This is a crowd podcast. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we talk about realising that we weren't straight. Hello, Florence. Hi, Reeve. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was not expecting that. <laughs> we are both hungover. Oh. oh, naughty. Slap on the wrist. So naughty. I haven't been drinking, like, properly in ages. And last night, after we had the this event, which was loads and loads of fun, and afterwards I was just like, fuck it, and I can have a Another one and another one. You you just can't say no. Firstly, they were good drinks and they were free. You cannot say no to good free drinks. That's what's tough. But we have a very exciting episode coming up. So we're here for it. We are down, ready for the down low. We have, we met two guests at the British Podcast Awards, two guests, two peeps at the British Podcast Awards who have the podcast called The Down Low. And they are amazing, beautiful, openly bi people. And we cannot wait to get them on to talk about sexuality and what it means for them. But first, I do have a mini, mini update. I burnt my gooch from hair removal cream. (laughs) I wanted to tell you that tiny little tidbit. Every time I went to the toilet with you, I was just literally like, how? And I was like, Flora, wait, I'm gonna save this for the podcast. I left my hair removal cream on just like a couple of minutes too long and I fully burnt my gooch. Like, (laughs) and this was just before Sam and I had a threesome as well. No! you know I'm getting all ready and then all of a sudden the 10 minute time is going off and I'm like oh shit like I've still got this and I've still got this to do and I'm like running around like oh and yeah but my gooch so every time I wiped I was like ah. I had to use baby oh. bum cream I had to use bapanthin to sweat out is it still hurty no luckily it's all right it was it, it did sort itself out in a few days but hurty i really i was like sam can you kiss it better please did he no he did not he was like oh, oh fuck oh, him yeah I, to be <laughs> fuck fair fuck you sam fuck you for not kissing my burnt gooch better yeah what the hell what's a it boyfriend w- for it would have healed it much sooner <laughs> the love the kisses I needed to appreciate I needed the love and the support for the healing journey. Yeah. I was supposed to have a cervical scan or something, one of those oh, yes, scans, yeah. and then they booked it in for like when I was away and I haven't rebooked it. But you know what? I haven't been experiencing bleeding after sex. Nice. And I got pounded. <laughs> Florence, are you getting laid? <laughs> Is that your update? You getting yeah, some deal? again. On Sunday, um, yeah, I got laid again. Nice. It was great. Same, same guy. Um, good sex. <laughs> um, you know what, actually? How do you feel about doggy style? Because... Wait, firstly, the me, fact we're calling it doggy style says everything. It's like doggy style. Like, style. Style. Like, like stuck Ashton in the 90s. Powers. Yes, yes. Doggy style. Shagalicious, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, doggy is is an interesting one. It's yeah. pros and cons, I think. I feel like when I do it, I'm doing it for 
whoever's yeah. fucking me. Because yeah. I'm like, I know that this position looks really fucking hot for you. And I know that's why you like it. It's a male gaze position for sure. 100%. But I, and I was like, I could, you know, I could like, you know, play with my own clear and like bring the pleasure. But I was being pounded so hard that I was literally just having to like, you know, those moments <laughs> where you're like, just take it like uh, and you're like fuck you're concentrating so hard on holding yourself up that yeah. there is no pleasure involved you're just like, uh, like i'm about to collapse and then there's gonna be some penetration accident like that's what exactly the pen yeah that's what i'm scared of with doggy is that it's gonna slip and hurt yeah because yeah. it's it's like oh yeah that pain. That, i can't and i'm there just like i'm like yeah this is great like <laughs> looking like, back the like noises, <sighs> the noises probably sound like noises of pleasure but actually they're just like they're just fuck me yeah it's just <laughs> also it's really hard to keep your body up when you are experiencing uh -huh. pleasure my knees and my legs buckle and my arms buckle yeah. I, I, they don't hold myself up i can't yeah. come standing up it's yeah. It's too hard. For me, like, I, 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 I let it happen. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm in the experience because I'm like, in this moment, you are fucking owning me and you are taking me mm -hmm. and just do it, use me, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it kind of like turns me on in that way, even though I'm just like, ah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's literally one of those. I, I also find that it's like a position that goes really deep, and that so again can cause deep. me a lot of pain. And I don't really want to be, especially yeah. if yeah. you go in and it's like like a couple of degrees off, and it just hits that mm. painful bit, yeah. and it's just like. <laughs> I know just exactly bug. what you're saying. Like I'm yeah. so hyper aware of like the pain that I could feel. Yeah, could feel, because it's happened before, because we've felt yeah. that fucking pain before when it has gone in at a wrong angle, you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And, and doggy yeah. is like that. Doggy is, again, it's like, it's a fun position that you try, but it's not something I'm gonna come in. No. Very, I think very, I'm, actually I've never come in doggy. Only every time I've come Only in that sort of, like the face down at ass up position. Yeah. With a toy on, but then you're also the toy. holding the toy on, like a mm -hmm. wand on. You're also mm -hmm. holding that. And that's a really difficult angle to hold because wands are fucking heavy. And yeah. as you're being fucked, can be really nice if you go like nice and slow. Yes. I would say if it was slower, I could probably feel more. Oh yeah. But like, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes your partner just wants to fucking pound you. I love being pounded, but it just totally depends on which position. I'm going to a sex party this weekend. I've got tickets to Way. a sex party. Oh, I don't know. Very excited. Very excited. And it's kind of relevant, I guess, to the subject matter of what we wanted to talk about because I've been like going through this, like, I say, I've been going through this like awakening now, but it's definitely not just happened now. It happened like ages ago, but it's like this weird wave of like mm. settling. Acceptance kind of thing. And acceptance. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I really want to kind of explore my sexuality more because I, I'm kind of, yeah, accepting that I do have an attraction to other genders. Yay, I'm Which so happy for you. Very excited. That's so exciting. Yeah. So yeah, sex party. 
And as we say, I think like when we've spoken about these kind of things and answered other people's questions on like, I think I might be bi, like how do I explore this? We have always just said like sex parties. Yeah, sex parties, if you are of that age, um, yes. and you know, if you feel comfortable and it's, it, you know, exploring your sexuality that goes out of the norms of straight is tough. It's really it's hard. So hard. Um, but I, it can be done and can be done well. Yeah, I never really understood why it's taken me such a long time to accept this part of myself. Like, I grew up in Brighton, which is like the gay capital of, of the, the UK. UK. Yeah. Um, so like, there was never any like judgment in my family, in like the surroundings that I was in about being gay or mm -hmm. bi. I did have like a moment when I was younger where my sister and her friend was just like, well, obviously Florence is gonna end up dating a woman because like, just to be cool. And uh, I was like, I internalized yeah. that statement and was just mm -hmm. like, wait, what? So because I might be interested in girls, that makes me like, just a bit like you know someone that was like just doing it to be cool that, that i mean that is unfortunately homophobia isn't it it's like the idea like that's a lot of effort to go through just to look cool to to <laughs> date the opposite yeah. gender yeah and i mean i know that there's same with like um biphobia there's a mm. lot of uh, internalized homophobia around people that like bisexuality doesn't exist Mm. You're either straight or you're gay. It's just a stepping stone. Yeah. And that was really hard to hear growing up. And 100%. now it's like, no, bisexuality is a real recognized sexuality along with so many others. And then you question yourself and you're like, is this, you have imposter syndrome. Yes. And I think that I have basically lived my whole life with by imposter syndrome. Yeah. So I, I, I did for most of my life as well. It was like... I can't call myself bisexual or pansexual because I've only ever had boyfriends. Mm. I've never had a girlfriend. And I like yeah. I really gripped onto that. And it's only now in the past few years where sexuality has been so accepted, um, has have I realized that that doesn't matter. It doesn't change who I am as a person. It doesn't change mm. my attraction to somebody just because I have been in relationships only with cis men. Yeah. Um, it, but it takes ages to figure that shit out because like, you've got constant people like judging and telling you what your sexuality is or what it shouldn't be or whatever. And that's, it's like, really, we need to listen to ourselves. Mm. You could literally only have boyfriends, husbands, dick all your life, but still be attracted to women. And that doesn't, doesn't make you straight, you know, just because you've had those partners or who yeah. you've had in your life. If you've only ever had sex with one gender, but you're still attracted to other, because it's all about the attraction. Yeah. And also I think it's confusing because people are so much more fluid sexually than we let on. Yeah. And I think this whole like, you know, I'm straight, whatever, like, you know, never, never, just because I kissed uh, someone at a party doesn't mean that I, I, I want to do that. But it's like, well, come on, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a fluid spectrum. Yeah, it's, it's not just, just like, whatever. that. It's, yeah, it's not that straight. You yeah. Know what I mean? But then again, I don't know. It's like when I used to work on the porn sets and I used to work with gay mm. for pay actors who were straight, who were doing gay porn because the money is insane. Yeah. Um, 
And people used to be like, yeah, but they're gay though. And it's like, well, I mean, if they're, they're literally fucking a dude, but that if they say they're straight, if their attraction is only to one gender, then that still makes them st- straight, even though they're fucking another dude. Mm. It's it's like it's the it's almost like the judgment of anyone else should never play a part in your own sexuality. No. You feel the way that you feel. The only problem with that is that sometimes we don't know how we feel. Sometimes it is confusing and it yeah. is fluid and it ebbs and flows and changes. Yeah. Um, and also labels. Labels seem very binary. They seem very like um, you have to be this or you have to mm. be that, and that can be quite dangerous. Labels are only there for people who want to find like-minded people or who want to have the community. Yeah, like, you don't have to have a label. You don't even have to come out if you don't want to. Um, I think, especially these days, fuck. Yeah, finally. I mean, I I definitely had experiences when I was younger where I made out of my friend a couple of times, and I had such like almost this really negative feeling towards myself afterwards. What what we say and what we do to ourselves is just so cruel. Yeah. Um, Whereas just like, obviously I wouldn't have done it if I didn't want to do it. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. Um, I definitely, I've, I've realized uh, that, I mean, I was bisexual most of my life and then pansexuality came out and that really sung to me that having that sexuality. Mm. And so now I identify as pansexual. And there were a few things that, I, you know, I was dabbling with bisexuality and pansexuality for so long, on and off for years, because I was just like really confused about the terms as well, because mm. bisexuality we're made to believe is just the attraction to men and women. And that's not the case. Like bisexuality and pansexuality are very similar. Bisexuality, yes, it's like, it's known for attraction to men and women, but it's it's two or more genders, the attraction to two or more genders. And that could be however many you want yeah and it's i think the there's like with... the old-fashioned definition of it yes. which is very like like the oxford cut. dictionary written by old white dudes definition yeah but i think people have modernized bisexuality and it's yeah. it's just it's just a, a label that people are comfortable with for some yeah, reason well, i'm like definitely you. yeah i feel more comfortable with bisexuality than pansexuality mm-hmm. but I, t- I can't even tell you why yeah i i've only figured it out because pansexuality is attraction to all genders bisexuality yeah. is attraction to two or more and i was like but how do i know if i'm attracted to all genders there were like so many factors and it was it was when i was speaking to a couple of tickle fetish friends that live over in the us and one of them identifies as non-binary And we had such a great conversation. And from that, it made me realize that with my fetish involved, it didn't matter who that person was, I was still attracted to them, um, Mm. regardless of sexuality or gender. And that was like, that really like hit it home for me. That made me realize that yes, pan is exactly what I am. It, it, you know, makes no difference. And also Deadpool is pansexual. So I'm like, oh, and I love fucking Deadpool. Like I love (laughs) him so much. I was obsessed. Um, but that's still complicated and confusing because I still, you know, I've still got that little voice in the back of my head, like, but you don't know because you haven't, you know, met all the different the genders. You haven't, you, you haven't been in situations, sexual situations. A- another realization I had was, especially compared to men and women, because I was comparing them, like the attraction I have. And I realized that my attraction to men firstly starts on a sexual attraction, like, Mm. you know, face value, all about aesthetics. Yeah. Um, But with women, 
it's it's actually more of a romantic attraction. So I was looking back at the the situations I've had in my life and going, oh my goodness, like that was actually, I was in love with that person, but I just thought I was like mm. obsessed in kind of a friend's way. When yeah. I was just like, I just want to hang out with you all the time and like lie in bed with you all the time. And it wasn't sexual. So I didn't even compute that that was um, an attraction. You know, it wasn't mm. a sexual attraction. So I was like, nah not really bisexual because like I only want to fuck dudes it's like I want to I fall in love with women but that that sort of looks more like a friendship but I think you know a little bit more obsessive and I just didn't recognize it I wish I knew back then I would have helped so many situations of my friends where I remember one girl at uni and she was like you were in love with me weren't you and I was like no because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't find you physically attractive. I didn't say that, but in my head, I was thinking that. And then yeah, only yeah. years later, I was like, of course, I was in love with her. And I was like, almost like trying to protect myself and pretend that I wasn't because I knew she didn't say it, feel the same way. Yeah, it's oh, it, it's it's such a minefield. It's not just it simple is. answers. That's why it's so confusing to talk about sexuality. Like, it is. I think it's why hard. I've taken so such a long time to even talk about it and Mm. I'm like still on that journey of like figuring out how to as well and like how I actually feel about it like all all I can say is like my my own experiences really I I feel like I don't have any clear-cut answers or anything like I'm literally like a little baby like walking around in this world like that's so exciting it's hard because we're we're practiced with men we know how to flirt and talk with men we know how to get them into bed they know what to do yeah but when (laughs) it's it's a gender that you have no practice with and you don't know how to talk with it's a it's fucking scary sometimes I'm like I don't know how to manage this situation petrified I feel like a 14 year old girl again which is also such a good feeling to have too. True. You know, it's all that it's all that new excitement of like oh, I don't know if I'm doing things right. I think that was another another realization that I was pansexual is that I love watching um male gay porn and male gay content um, and male gay shows like Queer as Folk was one of my sort of pansexual awakenings because I love watching two dudes like I'm obsessed with it and I always have been and all the fan fiction that I've read about My Chemical Romance and all the band members and uh, (laughs) that was that was everything to me Um, and I feel like that is part of my pansexuality is like if you're Mm. into gay stuff then yeah you're either you're bi or pan or something yeah Um, but I think it's really helpful if you do look at all the sexualities and find something that that does speak to you. It doesn't have to fit you exactly, but mm. it can be really hard to find the words to describe what your attraction is, especially because a lot of us don't, we don't allow ourselves to feel everything as well because of past situations. And mm. um, did you, uh, would you say that you've come out by being bi, would you come out to your parents um, or would it just be part of the conversation? Like, how are you dealing with telling people or exploring So I spoke to my mom about ages ago. Wait, when was it like? Not ages and ages ago, but like maybe a few months ago, I was like, you know, um, I think when I moved to LA, I think I'm just gonna date women. Yeah. How'd you take it? 
That's really um, cool, by the way. Bravo for saying something because that's like really hard to do. It was actually really fucking scary yeah. to say that. No, I, I thought it would be easy, just sort of like slip it into the conversation. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, I need to say. And I think I was just like, I've got something to tell you. And then I. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, she was confused, to be honest, but oh, probably really? because I've had conversations with her in the past where I've spoken about my friends who are bisexual and I, I've always been like, I, I, with my own imposter syndrome, just been like, yeah, like, I think obviously like, it's really cool that they do that. Sometimes I wish that I was bisexual, but I just really love dick. So <laughs> yeah, my it's like, like the protection of yourself. <laughs> literally. And I'm like, well, why would I even say that yeah. shit if I wasn't bi? Why? Yeah, so interesting. Um, so yeah, I think my mum was just a bit like, I don't understand, like, yeah, you what? love men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, does not compute, you've talked about men all this time, what, you can suddenly change your sexuality? Oh my God. What? <laughs> no way. Yeah. So it wasn't like a uh, proper conversation. I think maybe it will be a proper conversation if I get a girlfriend, you know? Um. But yeah, I, I don't really feel like a need to come out, I would say, because yeah. I've sort of slowly been stepping into this mm-hmm. and like I've ent- identified as fluid for a couple of years, I would say. And yeah. now it's just like kind of putting a little bit more of a label on it sort of makes it feel like there's more acceptance in myself. Yes, exactly. Feel like fluid, you can, you know, choose which way you go, but if you are saying bye, then it is, yeah, it's the acceptance. Yeah. Um, And like, you know, I could see myself having a girlfriend and what's, what's hard about that is that there's still this part of me that's like, but you wanted a husband and a, you know, like that Mm -hmm. life, you saw that life for yourself. Mm -hmm. So there's with accepting the part of myself and like maybe accepting the opportunity to have a girlfriend i'm giving away the whole that whole future idea that i have believed in for my whole life yeah and it feels like you're giving it away but you're not really you're not giving anything away you're you're changing and adapting a fantasy and you can still Mm. have that fantasy that reality that could become a reality but you could have a girlfriend in between that time before after during yeah. Um, it, but yeah, it feels so weird because it's almost like what we've been brainwashed to believe and fantasize in and plan for all of that, all those years of society doing that to us is really hard to break away from. Yeah, I, really hard. I still, I am still exactly the same. I, I still see, I'm still like, oh, but I'm, you know, I'm in love with this girl, but I'm like, but, but dick, but like sex <laughs> with men. But dick. But dick. Ugh. I love I, the idea of, of getting married to a woman. That sets my heart yeah. ablaze. But the di- the sex part, this being sexually attracted to people yeah. with penises, men, um, mm. and again, brainwashing myself to believe that's the only thing that's going to satisfy me. That's the yeah. only thing that I want. Um, and it's like, okay, I can have a girlfriend, but where am I going to get my side of dick from? Like, yeah. <laughs> is that actually why I'm not monogamous? Like, <gasps> protection, the scare. Like, <laughs> fuck's sake. Holy shit. 
Hello, lovely people. Please explain to our curious fuckers a bit about yourselves and what you do. Okay, well, I'm Bernie Bambi, co-host of the Download podcast, <laughs> Internet's Best Kept Secret podcast. And this is my lovely co-host. S, yep. Um, I'm the other half of the, of the Download podcast. And uh, yeah, we talk all things pop culture, politics, music. Uh, very queer, very black, uh, very us. So, yeah. Woo! Mm. We love Amazing. to hear it. We, we were really lucky enough to meet you at the British Podcast Awards, um, which was yes. a beautiful touching of... No, wait, no, that's gone wrong. Hold on. It was a, a beautiful moment <laughs> where our lives intertwined yeah. and therefore we've created mm-hmm. it this, was. this amazing episode yeah. to come. And very organic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Actually, we just had to go by vibe. Like we're quite new to the podcasting mm-hmm. scene. So we don't know anyone. So we approached you. Or, I can't remember who approached you, but it was pure just like, <laughs> we like your vibe. Let's let's connect, you know? Yes. So I liked that. So please tell us about your podcast. Why you started it mm. and also if if anyone is watching this or listening to it and they're not seeing mm. the picture why are you in anonymous gear i'm like love <laughs> yes, please tell us we're actually like, uh, even when we met you i don't yeah. think yeah. we've never seen your faces yes. no oh. no uh, we no. actually plan on robbing banks most days so just kind of <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep it easy uh yeah so we mm. podcast yeah as we said before um talk about all things politics pop culture etc um we're quite opinionated um and just so we can you know be our full selves uh you know we both work nine to five so uh it's easier to kind of keep our personal lives and the podcast very Mm. separate hence the anonymity and the get-ups but, um, mm. Yeah, completely yeah. sympathise, especially in this day and age where people just love to cancel culture and name and shame. Yeah. And if you do have mm-hmm. a nine to five where you could get reprimanded or lose your jobs, which is fucked up just for the things that you do, then yeah, I could completely so sympathise why you need to be anonymous. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, like if we, I think the anonymity also comes from the fact that we're not fully out yeah. to everyone in our lives. Right. And so I think that also comes with it, just like being able to kind of control that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm. that makes this sense. is why we asked you both to be on the podcast because mm. Florence and I spoke about our sexuality and mm. we wanted to speak again more freely with people who mm. are bi, especially speaking to a bi man and um, mm. by black people, which is also, mm-hmm. it, it's tough. It's really fucking tough. Um, so yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast and, and just chatting to us about that. Like sure. how, how did you fall into your sexuality? How did you find out you were bi? What made you go like, bi, that's the one for me? Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it was a bit of like a, a journey. So I kind of swing between bi and queer. Mm-hmm. Um, like I considered pan, I don't know if this is weird to say, but like often pen people will say like, you know, when it comes down to me, like it's not about genitals, it's about the person. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, mm, it's kind of about genitals for me. I'm, I'm interested in genitals. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but not even necessarily like, um, oh, I expect a person with a penis to look like this. Mm-hmm. I expect a person with a vagina to look like this. Not that, but it's just, I don't know, it never resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, okay, bye. I think bye, queer, that's more my vibe. But I feel like, for me, bi is really important because 
like you were saying about you know the whole being bisexual and like as a queer person as a black bi person as well or how that all intersects and i find that as a black bisexual male if i say i'm anything other than straight people think i'm just saying gay yeah <laughs> and so i have mm, to say yeah. bye so it's like no if i meant gay i would have said gay <laughs> i said bye mm. and so especially as a black male like are oh, the kind of like narrow line you have to like toe as a black male and to like Mm -hmm. yeah like you you step one foot outside of it and it may just be freaking jeans are a little bit too tight (laughs) and suddenly (laughs) you're hit with the gay allegations you know (laughs) so even more so if you're a person who enjoys being with men and women people just completely erase women from that equation just like oh you're just hiding yes yeah i don't know if I don't know how it is for us, like as a woman, as a black woman, like how would you say? Yeah, no, I I resonate with what you said about um, the pan thing because yeah, I thought about it and I don't know, the label just never really quite resonated with me. Um, and it's I feel got, I did kind of have a bit you. of an, it's got a feel. Yeah, <laughs> but I I did kind of have questions because with the whole bi thing because I know there's been a lot of you know people saying it seems quite binary and I did have that same feeling because mm-hmm. I. Mm. Um, like my attraction isn't limited to like cis people like I'm attracted to trans people non-binary people etc and I think these days Mm -hmm. bi has become they try to like expand the definition to like Mm -hmm. I think it's like two or more genders Um, but yeah bi is just kind of always what's kind of felt right for me since I kind of realised that I was queer Mm. um, and accepted it (laughs) I don't know if you guys have had any experience with sort of any negativity around coming out did you did you have to come out yourselves i am probably the more out out of the two of us um so mm-hmm. i'm out to like my mm-hmm. immediate family um my extended family uh not so much <laughs> very uh very <laughs> west african very christian uh a lot of them very catholic mm-hmm. so uh you know the gay thing is not really a <laughs> not their fave but um mm-hmm. yeah pretty much my yeah mates <laughs> friends um people i'm close to they all know Mm. um how i swing uh but yeah it was it was a journey and i mean even coming out like coming out to myself in the first place that took fucking ages because i was i probably knew i was queer syndrome may honestly i probably knew i was queer from like age five but i didn't actually like accept (laughs) that until i was maybe like 19 20 um Mm, went through the whole of high school having like girl crushes the infamous you know best friend falling in love with them and be like oh no like it's just this one person and then the next person like oh no it's just this one person and then the next girl oh it's just this one person (laughs) it's like oh maybe maybe there's a trend maybe there's a little pattern here maybe maybe uh but yeah you know i grew up catholic and so you know if anyone grew up catholic you know repression that's their bag. So um, for the longest, I was just like, you know, I, I fancy boys. I just think girls are pretty or, you know, da, 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 da. And then eventually like 19, 20, I was like, okay, like, yeah, you're, you're bi. What, what about you, Bernie? How, how, how did it all go down for you? So for me, in terms of discovering my sexuality, I would say <laughs> there were kind of like two like things that happened. One of them was more like kind of romantic thing where um, basically at school and this was primary school and like there was a rumor going around that two boys had kissed in the toilets <gasps> and <infamous> hilariously <laughs> hilariously I was like the one leading the pack like ha ha they're gay they're gay <laughs> 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 
just to like <laughs> it. Internalized homophobia. Literally. It's like, uh-huh. oh, I've got to bully those that like make me remind me and of then, who I am. Exactly. Oh my God, I and did exactly the, the same thing. Yeah, we please tell me why yeah. I went home that night, that very same night and had a dream that I was in the toilet kissing some boys. <gasps> yes. And I was like, oh. Okay, no, and then, no. <laughs> literally and then another one this is it's more infectious. of like a <laughs> this is more of like a retrospective kind of like ah maybe this was like the first like you know promisings of queerness mm-hmm. because mm. it's kind of like a sexual awakening at a very young age so do you ever and this is kind of going not where you think it's going but kind of do you remember um the henry hoover yes of yeah. course Wait, yeah. where is this going where is this going <laughs> all i'm thinking is hoovers and dicks that's what my mind's thinking you know you know the um like the little knob on the top that you use to mm-hmm. wind up the cord yeah. just that tiny little knob i used to just like play on the hoover like like it was a toy car and just like ride it and one day i accidentally sat on that <gasps> Hello. and i was like oh <laughs> and then i was like that was strange and i did it again <laughs> of course of course <laughs> and i was like hmm i'm gonna park this for now but we'll revisit that later and yeah now it all makes sense <laughs> And, you know, obviously, you know, you don't have to be gay to like butt stuff, yada, yada, yada. However, I feel like it's tied <laughs> for me, personally. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we've all done stuff with toys when we were growing up, like experimenting. Did anyone have those? You mean toys? You mean objects? objects like, yeah, like like mm. children's toys, <laughs> things, items. Mm-hmm, Did anyone mm-hmm. have, um, it was like a ball like this, and and it had sort of like spikes on it and it would vibrate and you'd put it on the floor. Yeah. 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 Oh uh-huh. my. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why would they you went to town build on that. these for children? <laughs> I was like, there are so many kids' toys that, that have weird elements yeah. to them. Like the, mm. the way that I found out about like pleasure basically mm. was from like, I had this little mouse toy. It was like a little furry <laughs> mouse. And it had a string attached to it and you pull it mm. out and when it goes back in, it just vibrates. So the mouse moves along <laughs> if you put it on a surface. But me and my friend were using it as if it was like, uh, we were playing doctors and oh, yeah, she was doctors. using it like as the like thing to test each area. So like on your heart, on your arm. And then suddenly yep. it was on my pussy. <laughs> like, oh, hello. And in that moment I was like, hmm, I'm going to try that again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it all starts somewhere. It does, yeah. <laughs> or like when you, you know, when you first get your little brick phone, and you're like, yeah. you know, you're mm-hmm. testing the vibrate. Yeah, you're like, oh, uh, God, yeah, you're, yeah. You're putting it on you. Like, can, can I do this enough to make myself come? I, I never could, never could reach yeah. it. But PlayStation Two controller. When you were going mm-hmm. into the, the settings, yes, yes, yes. The settings, I had quite you're a few right. orgasms on the PlayStation. Just go into the wall constantly, <laughs> like if you're playing a racing yeah. game, just like, <gasps> yeah, for sure. So, uh, like, yeah. I mean, never stop making toys that vibrate because it really does help with our sexual awakenings. So it's thank important. You. <laughs> it actually does. Mm. Such a good sexual awakening. Fuck me. <laughs> We have some amazing questions from the mm. listeners mm-hmm. that I think we should dive into because there are so many. Love that. Um, all about, yeah, bisexuality yes. and mm-hmm. sexualities. 
Um, so the first question is, how do I tell my girlfriend that I keep fantasizing about dick? Oh my God, I love this. <laughs> oh. This is turning me on just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bernie, do you want to go? <laughs> yeah, this sounds right up my street. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's just about conversations. Like so many people write in to us and they're like, what do I do, what do I do? And I'm like, you just need to sit down and have a chat with them. And I think... You can kind of gauge how open-minded someone is. I feel like even just maybe from your own sex life, you can, you've can you probably got an idea of whether she would be open to that kind of thing or not. Yeah. I think also whether you are monogamous or not, that is important as well. Mm. Because if you are monogamous, don't know how you're going to sneak a dick into the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whereas MMF if you... <laughs> yeah. Let's get a realistic dildo and whilst you're fucking yeah. me, I can be shoving it in your mouth. Like you need to have a conversation about what are we open to? What what are you open to? What would you feel comfortable with? And just being really clear about your desires and still, you know, making it clear that I'm still very much into you. I love you, all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a human being and my sexuality is broad and this is something that I'm interested in. Could we explore this together? Mm-hmm. And just take it from there. And they, they, mm. You know, they might that. not even want to explore it. It might just be something that they've had on their chest. True. And, yeah. um, and they just want to talk about it because it must be, if they mm. can't talk about it with their partner, it must be driving them mad. Um, mm. And that horrible feeling of like, am I a freak? Am I a weirdo? Who am I? It's a real, you can go yeah. through a real identity crisis when you've been mm. straight all your life or one sexuality all your life and then it changes, especially if you are mm. with somebody that you love, that you, you want to be with for a long time. So yeah, you're right. Opening up about conversations. Um, you don't have to go in and be like, I fantasize about dick. You know, that, that might be a bit much for them, but you can sort of feed mm. into things like conversations around, um, so what are your thoughts about by men? Mm. Or have you ever thought about doing a male-male threesome and asking them questions that aren't necessarily direct, but help you get yeah. a bigger picture about how they might react mm. to saying something like that. I mean, I, we always mm. say it's best just if you can be as open, as honest as possible, but we understand how hard that is, especially if you're in a long-term relationship and Mm. bringing in a big change like that can be tough. Um, Scary. But then you also have to ask yourself if they react negatively to it, is that the person that you want to be with in the long term Mm. if they don't necessarily respect you for who you are Mm. and and appreciate even just the honesty even if they're like that's not really something i'm interested in that's not something i want us to do but if they're you know if if they react awfully to it if they're disgusted by it then you have to ask yourself is this relationship are you the person that i want to be with are you you know even if Mm. you don't really support me for who I am. Horrible questions, but like, it will change your life. You will never look back. Mm. I feel like as well, you need to like give people time to process that stuff as well, because it will be a shock if it's something that you've never spoken about before. And sometimes people just need like that thinking time and that space to really process how they feel about it. So even Mm. if someone reacts quite badly to start off with, it doesn't mean that that's their like final kind of reaction, if you know what I mean. That's so, true, because mm. he himself probably needed some processing time himself to get his head around it. So exactly. it may be the same for her, yeah. Next question, Reed. This question asks, am I bisexual or pansexual or do I just really like sex? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you can also really like sex and yeah. be both, you know? You can be both pan mm. and both bi. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we spoke about I it mean, a lot in this episode. Yeah. yeah. And do you need that label, mm. you know? Like, the, like what, what is that label serving you? Like, for me, I know why bi is important to me because it helps me to like, you know, make it clear that I am attracted to women. <laughs> I also know why queer is important to me because I like the fact that it's kind of all encompassing. So I would say, what would the label do for you? Mm. Um, that's like a place to start, I'd say maybe. Mm. I think um, if you feel like you are really kind of in a tussle, I don't know, maybe queer might just be the easiest thing. But again, kind of going back to what we said before mm. about trying not to live rigidly by, you know, labels or whatever, um, you could just be you and like you don't need to say like I'm bi mm. or I'm pan or like find a one size fits all term to explain it to everyone. Like just, you know, sounds really kind of like a, just be you, but you know, it's mm. yeah. Don't, don't, I wouldn't stress out too much about yeah. that. I really love this next question. It, it's is 32 too old to question my sexuality? Is 32 old? <laughs> Never. I'm dead. Then don't say 32, 32 is old. 32, um, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> I think anyone that says no. they're too old needs to get a new lease of life and you are never too never. old to mm. question your sexuality. You never. can change yeah. the whole game. You know, when you're 60, you've already had your kids, you've already had your wife, your life. Mm -hmm. You can go, I like dick. I always have liked dick, but it's time for me to explore <laughs> and then live your best gay life to yeah. the end of your days. Like there's there's so many yeah. options out there. Never too old. It's always kind of there, but sometimes it's just not at the forefront. It's like not where you're like mm. that interested in at that time. It could be mm. like not where you see your life. It doesn't make sense for you. Yeah. But then something will click where you're just like, well, actually now's the time. Mm. Yeah. And you could literally be any age. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's inertia talking because you're, you know, you're 32 years, like you're set in your ways, you've been doing things one way mm. and suddenly to change at a time that doesn't feel as maybe formative as like your youth. I understand why like, you know, inertia is making you feel like, well, maybe I should just stay where I am, like that's mm. easier. But like, why? Like life's way too short for you to not try and just fully understand who you are and understand your sexuality, you know? So you're never too old. And 32 is definitely not too definitely old. Definitely not. Not at any age is old, but- 32 like, is not on. old. Not yeah. 32. I will, I will uh -uh. also say that, um, <laughs> especially like in the time we live in now, it's probably, obviously we're not anywhere near where we need to be, but this is the most accepting society has ever been of like queer people and people of different genders. And so there are a lot of people who kind mm -hmm. of growing up, they weren't given that space and things were a lot more kind of homophobic, transphobic, etc. And so kind of now they have that, mm. I guess, fr freedom to use that word, to sit mm. there and question like, oh, actually I do have these feelings. So yeah, please, like age is never a barrier. You're never too old to start, you know, yeah. thinking about your sexuality differently. I think I heard of someone's um, parent who's I think what, like sixties or seventies, had their kid been married to a man for how many decades? They're dating women now. And mm. like, yeah, yes. yeah. it happens. <laughs> I'm like, love that for you, babe. All yeah, the all the time. I feel like it's scary because you're like, everyone else around me is gonna not believe me because yeah. I've been living my life mm. this certain way. Yeah. And what are they all gonna think now? I'm suddenly saying that I like women or men or yeah. any gender, you know? Mm. I almost feel for like sure. as well, like people shouldn't even have to come out yeah. anymore it's just mm. like well why do you care who i fancy and who i want to mm. fuck you mm. know like why should i have to like suddenly be like 
so I'm gonna mm. fuck mm. women. How do mm. you feel about that? Like just date whoever you want to date and introduce them when you're, you know, when you're ready to introduce them. It's exciting. Final question. Oh, this one's a good one. How do I ask oh. my girlfriend to peg me without scaring her? <laughs> We've kind of had a similar question before where we had someone asking like, how do I ask my girlfriend to eat my ass? Yes, basically. Yes. <laughs> we and we were like, fair enough, because, you know, straight men and assholes. I wouldn't, yeah. They don't really know what they're doing. Terrifying, <laughs> terrifying destination. You know? So <laughs> I was like, I understand her apprehension. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, again, like we said, it's about having those conversations and just seeing, like, you must have an idea of whether she'd potentially be open to that kind of thing. Like, has mm. she ever, you know been a bit handsy down there like has she ever you know given you a bit of a tickle you know (laughs) suggested (laughs) yeah and like yeah just conversations it's always conversations yeah or put some um porn on that you're like oh so i was gonna say (laughs) i've been thinking about this what do you think of this Mm. video yeah is that Mm. turning you on or you could just dive in mm. and just buy a strap on and be like, what do you think about this? <laughs> I would be absolutely terrified if a boyfriend did that to me. I'd be like... <laughs> like, where did that come from? <laughs> My friend gave me this gift. Yeah. Oh, the old friend excuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I love how he asked the least scary way. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go in. I, I do agree, though. I think that conversations are really important, yeah. and you, you know your mm. partner, you kind of can gauge what their reaction might be. Um, you don't have to just mm. jump in and be like, peg me. You can ask simple things like, mm. How would how would you feel about using a toy on me? How would you feel about using mm. your fingers on me? Like, wh- where's your head mm. at? Like, it, v- explain as well mm. that it's an idea. Oh, that song or just came into that, my head. Which, where's your head <laughs> at? Basement jacks. Um, uh, uh, yeah, you can you can kind of ease it in in there and also again Mm. don't don't be be surprised or offended if they say no and they're not interested in it because again if it's something that Mm. you're only just bringing up with them now and it's still really hard for a lot of people not just women for a lot of people Mm. to to get their heads around butt stuff butt sex Mm. anal and then on top of that pegging there's almost an even bigger taboo revolving Mm. around it so it's not only going to be hard for you to talk about it but it's also going to be hard for them to hear it and accept it without thinking you know all the other bullshit that they might think like that means he's gay now he likes you know dildos in his bum all this stuff and you have to give them space to allow them to have that moment of like trying to figure out and trying to understand what that means for them and and your relationship so um yeah, you can just 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 ease them in on it, and hopefully mm. they have a really positive reaction. They're like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's give it a go. Let's try. Just mm. slip them this episode. Yeah, send them this episode. <laughs> 
be like, oh, can you just... That's what we said before. <laughs> we just, like, just yeah. drop the link. Yeah. Timestamp here. the end. You're asking her to do something. Like, it's not just like, oh, you know, put this on. It's like, you're going to have to put in that work. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, like, because the strap is... is it's not a... It's not a light task. It's, it's not It's so intense. It's not a light task. It's not a light task. You need to make sure that you're <laughs> prepped and primed and ready to go. And we're not talking about yeah. enemas. You don't have yeah. to do that if you don't want to. But, you know, trying to make it a pleasant experience mm. for both of you. Like, get yourself some nice self-care yeah. down there. Um, whatever you want to mm-hmm. do with your hair, you choose to do that. Make sure, you know. And also... Yeah you need to play with toys too because there's no point just going in with mm. a giant strap on being like yeah I love the idea I'm going to love this physically yeah. play yeah. with yourself mm. you know with fingers mm-hmm. with smaller toys with butt plugs see if that works mm-hmm. for you and then yeah. be like okay how how would you feel about us having sex but I have a butt Baby plug steps. in you know can we both can we yeah. have matching mm-hmm. butt plugs in at the same time would you be <laughs> down <laughs> oh, that's so romantic <laughs> yeah. little butt oh. plug with each other's faces on <laughs> My arm. We need to pattern pattern that idea quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Get you come curious butt plugs here. Oh my god, yeah. This has been such an incredible episode, and I've learned so much, and it's it's felt like a really nice space and community to chat. Space. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for coming on the app and and chatting to us, especially about being open about your sexuality and your experiences. We understand it can be really tough sometimes. So yeah, we just hope that other people. This episode has resonated with other people and it's given some other people advice or confidence mm. to feel better about yes. themselves. Yeah, I mm. hope so. No, thank you so yeah. much for having us. This is our first guest, <gasps> guest podcast experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's been Jerry. great. The exclusive. <laughs> Beautiful. We'll never forget you. You never forget oh, the first. You'll never, never forget see. the first. <laughs> Amazing. Can you tell our curious fuckers exactly where to find everything that you do uh yeah so you can find us on instagram twitter and tiktok at dear down low so dear d-e-a-r down low and you can find me uh on instagram and twitter at just s just with two t's underscore s and bernie and you can find me at Bernie Bambi. That's B E R N I E A B A M B I. But I'm sure this will be on some sort of Instagram. Oh post yeah, one hundred percent. That's a lot of letters. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have social media. We'll be tagging you. Yeah, it'll be everywhere. Amazing. Thank you so much yeah, for coming so. on, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it far and wide. Anyone that you think is gonna benefit from it, or just you know, have a laugh with us. We will see you next week, curious fuckers. See you next week. Love you. Oh, Bye. see you next Thursday. Oh, next Why Thursday. I keep forgetting to say, say that. Forgotten. Like, I actually, like, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, English. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's like human failure right now. So warm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, love you all so much. Bye. Bye.